0: Are you a new or aspiring woman leader that wants to make a successful leap into leadership? Do you want to grow your confidence and your leadership abilities so that you can become the kind of leader other people want to follow? Welcome to The Leadership Leap, a show that is all about helping women to become more confident about making the leap into leadership. Now, here is your host, Leanne Pico. Hi there. Welcome to
1: The Leadership Leap. I'm Leanne Pico, your host. We have an absolutely fabulous show for you today. Uh, But before I tell you about that, I want to thank last week's guest, Kathleen Redmond, for a wonderful show on character and leadership. Kathleen helped us to understand what having character means and how to build it. Michelle Bevan, our EQ coach, was also here, and Michelle gave us some great tips for building our emotional intelligence superpowers. You can have a listen by clicking the link on the show page, or you can download it in your favorite podcast provider. Just search The Leadership Leap. So today... Today is all about being good enough. So before we talk to our guests, I want to share a little story with you. And I often tell this story about my leadership journey as it, it was kind of a fundamental piece for me. So when I first became a leader, I went out for lunch with my friend. And she had also moved up in another organization. And we'd worked together for several years together. And when we, we were getting together because we wanted to stay connected. So after lunch, we were walking back to our offices and my friend said... I can't believe they hired me for this. And I looked right at her and I said, me too. And we both burst out laughing. We just, we're honestly, we're standing in the middle of the street, just laughing and laughing. You know, you know, that kind of laugh that turns out you start kind of laughing and then all of a sudden it becomes slightly hysterical. It was that kind of laugh in the end. And then we stopped and we just looked at each other and it wasn't very funny anymore um, because we were both kind of feeling the fear of it. We were both wondering if we were feeling good enough for the positions that we had stepped into. Um, so we hugged and we walked away, um, but we both felt a little disoriented by that kind of emotional connection uh, in our fear. And we didn't talk about it for years. Like we, literally years later, we talked about it. And that's how I know we were both feeling the same way. But we didn't talk about it at the same time, at that time. We didn't talk about how scared we were. Uh, We didn't talk about the fact that we didn't feel like people would think we were good enough to be doing that work. And to this day, I really wish we'd been more open with each other about that fear. Uh, I think we both, we might have had fewer crises in terms of our journey and we might have felt better about being in leadership if we'd realized it was a normal feeling and we'd been able to support each other better. And interestingly, uh, my friend has, you know, she's rocked it. She's, um, you know, moved way up in leadership positions and is is considered a, a major leader in her field. And I did very well in my leadership positions. And we both, you know, overcame that feeling and were able to perform. But underneath there's often this feeling, and, and again, I always talk about it when I'm coaching my clients or when we're t- in my uh, online program. We talk about this whenever we're stretching ourselves, whenever we're stepping into something else, something new, something that may be unfamiliar, this returns. And we call it imposter syndrome. There's a whole name for it. It's a thing. Um, so there's, a, there's, there's that piece. But then there's also, you know, we also all bring stuff from our lives that, you know, and I think I think it's Brene Brown, I think she calls it gremlins, I can't remember, but there's stuff and there's this voice in our head, this negative self-talk that arises for us when we have those moments. And also um, it, they may come up for us even, even more, you know, on a day-to-day basis, a lot of uh, women in particular experience that and they kind of get that feeling of, oh, what if people find out? What if they... Find out stuff about me. What if I'm not good enough? So today we are going to go there, and um, that fear of talking about this stuff is a reason. Is the reason why I am so full of admiration uh, for our guests, and I'm so excited to talk to them. They're all about elevating women too. Both uh, of the women we're going to talk to today are uh, actually in this work and actively. Um, doing what they can to help other women to rise. And they've also, um, you know, and the fact that they went to this dark spot, um, they wrote their book called Good Enough, Embrace Who You Are, Unleash Your Brilliance. They went to the place where women, whether we're in traditional leadership roles or we're stepping into leadership in our own businesses, where we wonder if we can do it and ultimately if we have the right to be there. So let me tell you a little something about our guests. So Anne Day has had an eclectic career, leading nonprofits, editor at Today's Parent, to working for the provincial government on women's issues. Regardless of the role, The focus has always been on women from parents, teen mothers, women in skilled trades, and women entrepreneurs. At 50, she started her own consulting practice, but she found it isolating working at home and recognizing that other women likely felt the same way. 17 years ago, she founded Company of Women, which has grown to eight chapters, 300 members, and serves thousands of women a year through its events and annual conferences. She's also the author of six books, all of which focus on women's stories and is the co-author of Good Enough. So she also has her own publishing company, Full Circle Publishing, where she helps other authors get published. Okay, so that's Anne. So we also have Amy Voderick. Amy is on a mission to help women step powerfully into their potential and boldly share their voice to expand their unique gifts to lead, to serve, and create an impact. She believes our most crucial leadership journey is within, that soft skills are essential skills, and we grow to become the person we need to become through each success, challenge, and failure. Her work with women leaders, their teams and organizations are expressions of her care, passion and interest in action. She's the founder of Insight Edge, a premier women's leadership development company offering executive team and leadership development through individual and group coaching, workshop design, facilitation and consulting. And so Anne Day and Amy Voderick are the co-authors of Good Enough, Embrace Who You Are, Unleash Your Brilliance. Welcome. Thank you. Well, thank you. It's Happy so to lovely here. to have you here. <laughs> um, so let's start with Anne. So Anne, you—you, you, um, your story is—is is, um, uh, I love the the your story of, of the various things that you've done. Um, tell us why why you were interested in this work.
2: Um, well, you know, I discovered something actually when we were writing the book. Um, somebody had told us that Gloria Steinem was saying that you can always repair or fix things that didn't work out for you in your childhood. Now, I was an only child. I was a lonely only. And um, so when this person suggested this, she said, so what, what would you have changed in your childhood? And I said, well, I just liked sisters. And I realized I have that. I've created my own sisterhood in in running a company of women and some of the other things that I've done before. So um, there's some truth in that.
1: There is, and you, and the sisterhood is also, um, you know, and so just to say to you, I've known Anne, and, and Anne and Amy both, in fact, with my other radio show, which you'll be able to see on, on the uh, Leadership Leap show page, we, we talked about this topic uh, a little while ago. We've known each other for a while. But Anne, the, so in terms of having that sisterhood and having those the women around you, that's one thing. But then to dive into this kind of dark space of, you know, where women are, because you you interviewed so many women, and you talked to them about, you know, quite, quite heavy stuff in a lot of ways, and in terms of their biggest fears, and, and a lot of women entrepreneurs, I mean, it's, there's nowhere that it's more kind of, uh, sits there then then, as we're trying to run a business and every day wake up going, Am I going to be able to do this? So what made you go from kind of hanging out with your sisters and you you, you know you do a lot of great events, but to go dive into this space?
2: Um, it really started when we had a retreat. We took a great uh, sort of about ten women down to Niagara for uh, a retreat, and part of the exercise was to asked them where they wanted to be 10 years from now, which they did. But then when the person leading the exercise said, so what would hold you back? I was kind of horrified when they all sort of said, well, I would, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I don't deserve success, I'm not good enough, and so forth. And these were all fairly successful women who outwardly at least appeared to have it all together. And that was kind of the first sort of sign for me that, There's more to this, and as you say, we interviewed an awful lot of women, and um, yeah, it's epidemic, (laughs) and people were very honest with us. They shared some of their, you know, I guess we created an environment where they felt safe to, but they, they told us all sorts of things that had happened in their life that were making them feel the way they were.
1: Yeah. And as we said, you know, and as I shared, we're often carrying it and it's we don't often talk about it with others. So clearly, you know, um, you're creating a space in your work as well where people feel like they can contribute. How about for you, Amy, in terms of this kind of work? So you do leadership work and you work with um, you coach and you, you provide training. Like, What is it about this topic that drew you to it?
3: Well, to be honest, when I first started this, I was really new in business, so I actually had met Anne by joining Company of Women and attending uh, a newbie in business mastermind she was running because I didn't feel good enough to run a business. So even before the book was an idea, I was already in the space of, like, who am I to run a business? My background's nursing. I was teaching nursing in a university. I'd been a nurse for uh, 25 years. Um, this was a new adventure, and I really... You know, I was really lost, and so Anne was a, a fabulous mentor for me at the time, and then we had sort of that lunch that we write about in the beginning of the book of, of where this came to be, where, where we both were talking about, I had already started to work with, with women at that time, and was listening to this feeling of not good enough, and resonating with it, because I was definitely in that space quite a bit, starting a business, as you've just mentioned. And Anne and I were talking about what she had learned from the retreat, what I was listening, and I was about to do a keynote at a conference geared for moms and daughters about the myth of perfection. And we just had this great conversation, and it sparked into this book, um, which, by the way, was meant to be a really short, quick and dirty book, interviewing <laughs> maybe 14 to 20 women. Um, but because... When we started our first focus group, it was almost as if uh, the room exploded in conversation about this. And women wanted to have a place, as Anne was saying, to talk about this. And what you're identifying, Leanne, is we don't necessarily have around us spaces where we can say, you know, here's what's going on in my mind right now. I don't want to believe it. I don't want to listen to it. But this is the story I'm telling myself. And we, we need somebody to be there to say, well, here's some questions. Here's what I see in you. Here's what I think you're capable of. And so the book really sort of spawned into this um, three-and-a-half-year project where we interviewed, you know, over 150 women because we, we really felt, one, we were on to something, but, two, that we really wanted to understand this more deeply Um, and I think I might have wandered away from your question a little bit. No, not at all, not at all. What got me into this was really Anne saying, do you want to write a book? Me saying yes, not knowing what the heck I was saying yes to because (laughs) i have never written a book. Um, Not having done a ton of work in this space, but knowing that I was just feeling this draw to it, and I was in it myself. And so there you go. That's how I ended up doing this. And that was, and how many years now?
2: Uh, it came out, out four 90, years ago? Yeah, 97. Oh, no, not 97, no. 2017.
3: <laughs> Sorry. No, it can't be that. Yeah, not that um, long.
2: <laughs> no,
3: not that long. So, but the book's been out for four years, I think, this spring. Um, so, and, and
1: you so, know, the thing is, like you said, I mean, 150 women, like that's to go from... Uh, and and as Anne kind of said it's you know when you start talking about it it seems like um, it's hard to stop talking about it because we're just all looking for that opportunity to kind of say you know um, this affects me too. Yeah and I
3: think um, it, it can feel heavy and dark and after some of the interviews I know both Anne and I felt because the story had been quite heavy and where they had been. But the other flip side to this is it's through this experience of not being good enough and facing it and asking for help and developing a community around us that we then grow to become who we need to become anyways. Um, so it's part of the journey of where we're going. So it's it's got its shadow side, but actually, it's actually pretty inspiring um, when we see that we can... We're good. We can face into these experiences of not good enough and and step forward anyways.
1: Absolutely. And that's one of the things that, um, you know, when I was doing a lot of story work, I mean, it's a story. Not being good enough af- is a story that we're we've kind of made up and it's in our head so we can av- actually navigate that. So, Anne, what were the kinds of stories that, like, in ter- and not just for the book, but in terms of the work you do with women entrepreneurs who are, like, literally, um, like I said, and I say this as someone who is also in it and, and experienced this and, um, you know, actually participated in the project, getting up every day and saying, can I do this? Am I good enough for this? Will anybody buy what I have to sell? Will anyone want to pay me? Am I valuable? Uh, how do I find my value? Like, what are the, what are the things you're, you heard or you hear around this theme with the women you work with?
2: Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, often I go out to our different chapters, and I was out at one of our chapters not so long ago, and I was doing an exercise with them around the challenges that we face when we're in business for ourselves. And they came up with a really long list about finding customers and marketing and so forth. But the second thing that was on the list was around having confidence and staying positive and believing in yourself. And when it came time to discuss, you know, our solutions to some of this, the marketing one didn't take very long, but the confidence one we spent longer on and I think for the women there, it was kind of reassuring that they weren't the only ones feeling that way. And, you know, together we came up with some great ideas of things to do that would make you feel better. Um, in terms of the stories in the book, I think, you know, I, I started off by saying I was an only child, and it was, but I had a really great childhood, but when I heard about the childhood of some of the other people, it really made me realize that I was really fortunate. Uh, there are a couple of stories that come to mind. One was a woman who had been adopted and who said, you know, even my birth mother thought I wasn't good enough. And that stayed with her. Ooh, wow. And that, that's hard. And yeah. then another woman where she was the favorite child uh, of her, with her siblings And so her mother was constantly putting her out as sort of the best and so forth. And as an adult, that's hard to keep going. Um, And it puts pressure on the person to keep measuring up to what her mother was saying about her.
1: Yeah, yeah. And those are um, those internal narratives. And I think if we could, um, actually, no, let's hear some more for you, Amy, let's we'll talk about that. We're going to take a break in about a minute. So, just um, I think after the break, let's let's talk deep dive into those kind of that internal those internal narratives and how they impact us and how we can deal with it. But um, f- for you, Amy, what stories stood out for you?
3: Well, there were several, but some of the ones that come to mind are you know, am I doing enough? Am I can am I am I working hard enough? Am I earning enough? Am I taking care of my family enough? I mean, so good enough had all these different flavors, if you will. Mm-hmm, if you will. And what we, we learned was overwhelm was a really big theme that we listened to in our interviews and came out in the survey as well. That, um, that, you know, there was a couple of different stories that really connected to this. One was, you know, how can I be a really good mom, run a business, and be a good partner to my, my, my partner, my spouse? Um, contribute to my community, have a home that's well taken care of. Like, how am I going to do all this? And, you know, one of the stories also revealed that, you know, she was talking to us about all the accomplishments and, and the things she was achieving and how hard she was working and all the different people she was caring for. And she called them the glass balls or glass ornament balls. And she said, you know, I've got all these glass ornaments that I'm juggling and as she named them, she paused for a minute and then she started to cry. And she said, you know, there isn't one for me. Mm. And so the, 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 the idea that we leave ourselves right out of the equation of all the things we're taking care of, that came out quite a bit in the book. And that really has resonated with me and the, the metaphor of the glass
1: ornaments has stuck with me. Well, that's such a great story. And you know that that experience, um, i'm I'm just listening to the collective head nodding of of so many women um, in business, in organizations, in the nonprofit sector, in the government, whatever sector we're in, feeling like that pressure because the glass that that just hit me really hard. Like, where's my ball? And you know that that's a big thing. But the other thing that I was reacting to as well is you can't drop one. So, you know, that's yeah, that's, that's the other it. part, right, is that we are a lot of pressure. You
3: might not be able to recover it, but then we don't yeah. look at, well, we're, we're dropping ourselves, like we're leaving yes. ourselves right out of it. So how on earth are we going to um, juggle all these
1: glass balls in the air if we aren't one of them? Absolutely. Okay, so what we're going to do is when we come back, so we're going to leave you hanging with that question, and I'm sure Anne and Amy have the answer to that not we don't none of us do we only have things we can try so when we come back after the break we're going to talk about that and we're going to talk about how you know that that piece around how we look after ourselves impacts our narrative and look at some strategies for how we can you know either keep the balls in the air or set them down for a while so that we can look after ourselves too back in a sec
4: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America.
1: Hi there, this is Liam Picot, the host of The Leadership Leap. Thank you for listening to the show. Before I stepped into my first leader, first leader, first leadership role, I wasn't sure about, becare about, becare about becoming a leader. I was worried I didn't have the skills or confidence to do it well. When I did move up, I always say that I attended the What Not To Do School of Leadership as I knew all the things I didn't want to do, but I was less clear about the kind of leader I wanted to be. So I had to learn that the hard way. That's why I created my online leadership program, also called the Leadership Leap. I help new and aspiring women leaders to grow your confidence and your leadership abilities so you can avoid some of the mistakes I made and make a more successful leap into leadership. Through over 20 video lessons, monthly group coaching, and homework exercises that help you put the learning into action right away, you will discover who you are as a leader and learn how to inspire others. You will also be part of a growing community of other fabulous new and aspiring leaders just like you. Find out more and sign up to learn with me at leadershipleap.net and use coupon code RADIO for an extra $100 off just for listening. Make the leap into becoming the kind of leader you most want to be. Hi there, this is Liam Picot, the host of The Leadership Leap. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Before I stepped into my first leadership role, I wasn't sure about becoming a leader. I was worried I didn't have the skills or confidence to do it well. When I did move up, I always say that I attended the what not to do school of leadership as I knew all the things I didn't want to do, but I was less clear about the kind of leader I wanted to be. So I had to learn the hard way. That's why I created my online leadership program, also called The Leadership Leap. I help new and aspiring women leaders to grow your confidence and your leadership abilities so you can avoid some of the mistakes I made and make a more successful leap into leadership. Through over 20 video lessons, monthly group coaching, and homework exercises that help you put the learning into action right away, You'll discover who you are as a leader and learn how to inspire others. You will also be part of a growing community of other fabulous new and aspiring leaders just like you. Find out more and sign up to learn with me at theleadershipleap.net and use coupon code RADIO for an extra $100 off just for listening. Make the leap into becoming the kind of leader you most want to be.
0: You are listening to The Leadership Leap with Leanne Pico. You can find out more about Leanne and the program at theleadershipleap.net. Don't forget that you can also send in your questions about all things leadership to Leanne at her email address, info at leadershipleap.net, and we'll try to answer them on the show. Now, back to The Leadership Leap. Hey there, welcome
1: back. I am... I have the distinct pleasure to be chatting with Anne Day and Amy Voderick, um, both co-authors of Good Enough. And we were talking before the break about, um, well, about lots of things already. So my brain is already a little exploding a little bit because uh, it's just, it's so good to be able to talk about this stuff. But um, one of the things that Amy was talking about before um, the break was about um and it was a really great description about one of the stories from one one of the women in the book that uh, talked about kind of having glass um, decorative balls, the kind of like feeling like constantly having to juggle those. And each thing that required something from her was kind of a ball that was up in the air and that there wasn't one for her. And, um, I I think that that is a beautiful description of uh, a common experience for a lot of us at various stages of our lives, you know, um, as we're young and kind of trying to figure stuff out and trying to manage relationships, plus, you know, lots of demands at work, and if we become parents, if we um, have a partner later on as we're caring for aging parents, there's there's always um, a lot of things that are kind of pulling our attention away. And so the challenges and what we're talking about, uh, we want to focus on today a little bit more too, is around that internal narrative. So if we have an internal narrative of worrying about being good enough or that we're not good enough or or um, and that can be either, as Anne had talked about, some folks that is from childhood um, and kind of, you know, a lot of people who didn't have a loving home or didn't uh, have a good experience in school or had a trauma in early life, live with this throughout their lives. Um, the second thing is what I was talking about earlier, which is when we stretch ourselves and move into a new position, it's a very common thing to, to worry about that. And then the third thing, um, as Amy has kind of brought in, which is that kind of when we're overwhelmed and um, trying to manage lots of different things, we don't feel like we're good at anything, let alone being good enough to, kind of achieve our goals and dreams so there's lots of reasons for why we might not feel good enough um but but we want to talk a little bit about that narrative so how do we manage that narrative um and in terms of you know because you you support women all the time who and amy was talking about earlier that resilience that kind of like that voice is in my head, but I'm still going for it. So tell us about that because, um, again, we're just going to focus a little bit on entrepreneurship and women in leadership positions do this too. We get up every morning and, and, and deliver. But there's something about um, women running their own businesses. How, how have you seen them overcome that, that voice?
2: Well, I think part of it is that as women, we're often pleasers. We want to say yes to everything and we don't want to disappoint anyone. And we, we tend to be perfectionists. We want it all to be just the way we want it. And one of the things that we did in the book was we suggested, you know, when someone asks you to take on something new, instead of just automatically saying yes, pause and say, you know, can I get back to you? I'm not sure if I have the bandwidth for this right now. And not put yourself in a position where you're taking on even more that you can't manage because I think, it, I, you know, I have a friend who's, I think, probably burning out and she's just suddenly said, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to start saying no to stuff and I'm getting out of things that don't give me any joy or anything else. And I think that's what we have to do is be more, set our priorities, what's important to us, and stick to those rather than adding to the workload.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a really key point, um, you know, and I've, I've felt that myself in terms of, you know, parenting, and and I have pets, and um, work, and I was studying up until recently, I had a lot of things going on, and I, I had to do the same thing, where I honestly, I would wake up in the morning and just feel like I just, I wasn't doing well at anything, because... I was trying to do everything. So that really resonates with me. And so then for me, I started saying no to some stuff and started thinking, you know, I had to do the deep dive into, well, what kind of work do I want to do? What kind of uh, way do I want to work? I mean, we have to ask ourselves some pretty deep questions, right? That's right. That's right. So so how about for you? You're a busy woman. You are doing lots of things. How do you, um, how do you conquer this voice and get out? Because you' you've moved through different kinds of work and you've also, you know, set up your business and, and it's like just in the, the few years since I've known you, it's just like exploded. And then you started a publishing company, which is so amazing. <laughs> So how do you what, what strategies do you use Anne to kind of like make sure that you're kind of looking after you and so that you're you're feeling confident and good about yourself when you're when you're up and out
2: Well I'm learning the hard way that it helps to delegate I mean I do have a team and I don't have to do everything and and I think I mean I get bored easily which is part of my problem And so I come up with some new ideas, you know, the shiny object. Um, (laughs) But I'm realizing I don't have to do it all. I can throw it out and maybe one of my team will will run with it. So it doesn't have to always be me. Um, And I'm pretty organized, to be honest. I, you know, I'm a list maker. Um, And I set deadlines. So I know when things are due. So um, I manage that. And I also don't have any children at home anymore, I don't have right. to manage that. I, I, you know, I just uh, a husband, a dog, and the occasional cow because I live on a farm. So, uh,
1: <laughs> I hear they're high maintenance, though. Those cows, they are high maintenance. Oh, well, they
2: are because <laughs> they keep escaping. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So being organized and delegating and part of that, I'm going to pull out the thing that I, that's kind of stands out for me with that is, and, and again, you know, having, I'm, I'm a, I'm a shiny object girl too. And, um, you know, the thing around trust, right. Is to, is um, there's something there about being, so if we're feeling, we're worrying about being good enough and what, what people might think outside. And like you said, we're kind of people pleasers. How did you get, how did you build enough trust in other people to know that they can deliver something maybe just just as well, if not better than you can? Because that's a big leap, right? When we're, when we're worried about, when we're kind of approaching, when we have our own work and we want to put it out in the world, how did you figure out how to
2: trust people? To well, do that? and it's true because I haven't always had people that um, I would say at the end of the day delivered what I wanted. But I think the other part is building trust and picking people that really share your values and and, um, will deliver. But the other part is sometimes what they may deliver something that's not quite what you thought, but it might be better. And I think that's one of the things I've found I've had to let go, that I don't know everything, (laughs) believe it or not. And, (laughs) And sometimes people have better ideas than you, so it's letting go of that and also involving people in planning something so that they have a say and they they're more invested in making it work.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's that's key. Is actually when people are invested they're they're able to carry out the vision for sure. And how about you yeah. Amy? You work with um, leaders in organizations. Like how are women leaders? I think you work with women leaders up to executive level, all levels. So how are they managing that kind of internal Am I good enough? Voice because you know, for a lot of women who are in the workplace, uh, it's it's a different dynamic, but it's similar stuff. Because as as we go higher, we see less women uh, around us, and so you know, it's it's kind of it can be challenging to feel like we're uh, we belong there. So how, how do women in organizations how are they handling it? What what have you seen? Yeah,
0: it's
3: a good question, and I work. With both entrepreneurs and women in organizations, so I sort of get to see how it impacts um, differently and also the same. I think one of the things that happens in organizations is you've got your internal dialogue happening, but then you've also got, you know, your external structures and processes in the organization that can send very subtle messages uh, to you about, you know, what does a woman leader look like? What should you be doing? How do you get ahead? what's good enough for the organization, um, and often there's uh, there's not a clear path, and there is a lack of mentorship and sponsorship for women to succeed, uh, and to have these kinds of frank conversations about how do I speak up in this meeting when uh, every time I contribute, um, it seems to not land and nobody listens to me, so I'm just not going to speak up anymore. So where do you have that conversation in an organization to raise awareness to a team about maybe the habits that they're in and how they're showing up to this particular woman leader, and how as a woman leader, do you learn to use your voice in such a way that people do listen? So that's one way that it, I've heard it um, frequently show up with women leading in an organization. One of the things that you guys are both talking about, and I was just loving what what you were both saying, and Anne talking about delegating. I think when we're entangled and feeling not good enough, one of the things we resist doing is saying no and delegating because if, if we're feeling not good enough, that might fuel the story Is saying, well, yeah. oh, I'm not good enough. So now I've got to ask somebody else to do this for me. I can't manage <gasps> oh, this. Yes. You know, it's going to show up that I can't manage this if I ask someone to help me with this. If I say no to this, they're going to think that I don't know how to do it or, um, or that I'm not managing my time well. So, It's very entangled. I call it the sort of like the web. It's an entangled web um, that good enough creates for us. So, what you guys were saying was so, um, so what I share with my clients and in the work that I do is really refining, pausing, as Anne was saying, to take stock of what does success mean for you? You know, what is that? Is it because there's external. Um, measures of success and there's an external story of what success should look like for a woman and then there's what do you care about and what do you want for your life and what brings you joy and fulfills you and, and when we can get clear on that it really helps us to say no to delegate to ask for help so that we can take care of what we care about but we need to create the space to take stock yes um, and that's, and that's-, that's- something, yeah. yeah, that's something that, you know, Anne was saying to create those pause mm-hmm. moments to really yeah. take take that um, and build that into your week and even into your day to pause and say, hey, wait, before I say yes to this, does this really align with what I say I care about and what
1: success looks like for me? Yeah, awesome. And there's so much there, um, you just raised so many good points there. Um, one that I want to pull out, though, um, of that is, and, you know, those are, it's, crucial crucial to have those pauses Um, and there's ways of doing that like for me walking my dog is like I I pretty much every single morning I will take my dog out into the woods and we have at least half an hour of him running around and walking through nature and and for me when I don't have that I really notice it and that it has really helped me every single day to kind of set my intention for the day or just let my mind wander or have so there are ways of kind of setting up that space um so you're absolutely right that has really helped me and actually i've been able to do more um in in the work that i'm doing and manage more because uh i don't i don't feel like i'm frantically juggling i'm very intentionally as and said you know we, we figure out how to delegate we figure out how to organize when our brain is rested right
3: Yeah, and what you're pointing to too, which is so fabulous, is intention, attention, and energy. So we set an intention for what we want by taking the time, and then we're focusing our attention on to fulfill that intention and and move in that direction. And then our energy is high because we're aligned. It's all aligned. And so our vibration is higher, our energy is higher, our mood is higher.
1: Yeah, so true. And, you know, and again, in whether we're entrepreneurs or whether we're within organizations, um, as women, we are trying to navigate the world, too. And there's a lot of stuff going on around us in the world. There's a lot of stuff going on around us in business um, and in organizations. We've got a lot of messages coming at us. Um, so as you alluded to, Amy, that, that kind of piece around how do we design define success for ourselves, we it's almost like it's like a lifeline for us because we cannot there's too much information. there are too many expectations, there are too many um, barriers for us outside to find that outside of ourselves, I think. What do you think, Anne, in terms of you know defining success for ourselves? what
2: where well, do we? yeah, it's funny actually. Our speaker this week in Toronto was talking about redefining success for herself. She uh, trained as a lawyer. And started to put in the eighty hours a week um, because she wanted to make partner. And then she suddenly had she had kids and she stopped. And she thought, Wait a minute, this is a, you know success imposed by other people in terms of what society feels is success. And it wasn't for her. I mean, her, her success for her was balancing and all, which she couldn't do doing what she was doing and she actually went and retrained and became a mediator and has much more control over her time um, and where she spends her time so I think we you know the slogan for company of women is success on your own terms and Mm -hmm. I think that's really important because so often we can let somebody else define it for us you know our parents our partner and so on but it's really to me success is happiness and fulfillment not uh, not making lots of money, which is probably just as well, <laughs> but, yeah,
1: I hear that, I hear that, um, but again, like you say though, and this is what we're we're seeing it in uh, and we're just about to take a break, and we're gonna um, come back and talk some more about this, but we're seeing it in some of the in uh, several countries that have women leaders who are now defining they're, they're actually at that level saying that uh, the level of that money is not an indicator it's actually wellness so we're all moving in that direction and we're gonna when we come back we're gonna talk to ann and amy about how they're putting what they've learned into action into the work they're doing today we'll be back in a minute
4: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
1: Hi there, this is Liam Picot, the host of The Leadership Leap. Thank you for listening to the show. Before I stepped into my first leadership role, I wasn't sure about becoming a leader. I was worried I didn't have the skills or confidence to do it well. When I did move up, I always say that I attended the What Not To Do School of Leadership, as I knew all the things I didn't want to do, but I was less clear about the kind of leader I wanted to be. So I had to learn that the hard way. That's why I created my online leadership program, also called The Leadership Leap. I help new and aspiring women leaders to grow your confidence and your leadership abilities so you can avoid some of the mistakes I made and make a more successful leap into leadership. Through over 20 video lessons, monthly group coaching and homework exercises that help you put the learning into action right away, you will discover who you are as a leader and learn how to inspire others. You will also be part of a growing community of other fabulous new and aspiring leaders just like you. Find out more and sign up to learn with me at theleadershipleap.net and use coupon code radio for an extra $100 off just for listening. Make the leap into becoming the kind of leader you most want to be. Hi there, this is Liam Picot, the host of The Leadership Leap. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Before I stepped into my first leadership role, I wasn't sure about becoming a leader. I was worried I didn't have the skills or confidence to do it well. When I did move up, I always say that I attended the What Not To Do School of Leadership as I knew all the things I didn't want to do, but I was less clear about the kind of leader I wanted to be. So I had to learn the hard way. That's why I created my online leadership program, also called The Leadership Leap. I help new and aspiring women leaders to grow your confidence and your leadership abilities so you can avoid some of the mistakes I made and make a more successful leap into leadership. Through over 20 video lessons, monthly group coaching, and homework exercises that help you put the learning into action right away, You'll discover who you are as a leader and learn how to inspire others. You will also be part of a growing community of other fabulous new and aspiring leaders just like you. Find out more and sign up to learn with me at theleadershipleap.net and use coupon code RADIO for an extra $100 off just for listening. Make the leap into becoming the kind of leader you most want to be.
0: You are listening to The Leadership Leap with Leanne Pico. You can find out more about Leanne and the program at theleadershipleap.net. Don't forget that you can also send in your questions about all things leadership to Leanne at her email address, info at theleadershipleap.net, and we'll try to answer them on the show. Now, back to The Leadership Leap.
1: Hey, welcome back. Oh, what a great show we're having today. And as, as usual, I could just spend the entire day hanging out with our guests, Andy and Amy Voderick, and talking about Good Enough. Um, before the break, we, we actually start addressing some or identifying some really great strategies um, that will help us to kind of um, both manage the overwhelm that we may be feeling, but also um, when we are uh, clearer, we're able to manage that voice, that good enough voice, that kind of that um, self-destructive narrative, we're able to manage it better. So uh, we came up with uh, a few strategies for you, including delegation, which involves trusting people um, and also involves being willing to say I need help. Which is hard if we're already feeling, and Amy brought this up very well, it's really hard if we're already feeling like we might not be good enough to say, actually, I need you to do this, um, is, is really crucial. So, and, you know, sit with it. You know, there are some things, you know, I, I always talk about, you know, we, we've often in leadership, we often talk a lot about people having to focus on their weaknesses and work on that. Whereas I come from a strengths based piece and say, delegate the things you don't love, rock the things you do. That helps us feel like we are more than good enough. Um, We also talked about taking a pause. So getting clear on a daily basis, weekly basis, overall basis on, on the things that we care about that are important to us so that we can make good decisions and so that we can say no to the things that don't fit with that and yes to the things that do. So again, we're wanting to kind of build that trajectory rather than continually wading into stuff that we're feeling like we're not doing well. So all really great strategies. And I know, you know, often um, we talk about these things and people talk about self care and they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. But hear us, this is key to feeling like you wanna get up every morning and and, and do the things you love and accomplish your goals and your dreams. We have to tackle this good enough story um, and this idea that we're not good enough on a regular basis. So, you know, these are great strategies for doing that. So now we're going to come back. We're going to talk to Anne and Amy because it's been a few years since they put out the book. Um, As we were talking, we were talking in the break and saying that it still has lots of energy. Um, Sadly, because we, you know, women are still feeling this way. Um, But also because we're just starting to kind of, I think, create spaces for having these conversations in a way that, um, as I said, my friend and I didn't feel safe to feel good about. So let's talk to you. Um, Anne. what, like you've, obviously you're, you're still running company of women, but how have you taken what you learned when you went through this process, not just the writing, but the kind of the story gathering and the listening and all the stuff you learned, how have you put that into action in your own work?
2: Well, I think one of the things I've I've observed is that we get very much caught up in comparing ourselves and and we don't measure up. And I mean, Facebook is really bad for that because we see all these other people that are happy and healthy and so forth. But I think when you're a business owner, you can also get caught up in comparing what you're doing with what your competition's doing. And I think at the end of the day, you've got to be happy with what you're doing and, and really... Yes, observe what they're doing, but don't let it influence you in terms of what you're offering. So, you know, you were talking about sticking to your strengths. I think I prefer to stick to what I'm good at yeah. and what I know, and I'm certainly willing to take risks, but I'm not about to delve into something that um, would take us off, off compass and, and where we want to go.
1: Absolutely. And so one of the things and, and one of the uh, kind of, pieces that i love and and it's very beloved so Anne's company of women runs an annual conference and um women and i'll be honest like it, i attended this conference years ago when i first started my business and i was just awed by the energy in the room and i'm i'm happy to be going back again this year and um delivering a workshop there um so tell us about your conference because it's about a celebration and it's about learning and it's about kind of uh elevating that space for women right tell us about the conference
2: this year it is I have to say I think it's the best thing we do (laughs) and we usually attract at least 200 women from across Ontario who come and for some people uh, you know they've formed friendships and so they haven't seen each other for a year so it's like old home week when people arrive Um, I pick a theme each year and build the whole conference around it so the theme this year is around creating and navigating change and um, Vicky Saunders, who is the she, she's the CEO of CEO, is our keynote speaker, and she has someone who's totally changed the way women on, entrepreneurs can access funding, and That's it's very innovative, and so um, that sort of has driven the theme for this year, and it's May the 12th, and it's in Oakville, Ontario.
1: Awesome. And how can people sign up for that if they want to get involved?
2: The website, for, we have a separate website for it, and it will be going live uh, February the 10th. Nice. And people can sign up then.
1: And just for our listeners, know that I know that we have listeners from all over the place. Um, you don't have to live in Ontario. I've sat at tables with people from America in Various places, yeah. We've at had the people conference. from
2: uh, America, Nova Scotia. We have a, an arrangement with a group out there, so nice. no, I mean, and, and it's just wonderful connecting. And um, I, I actually do a table plan for the whole day, so uh, people are strategically placed, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so,
1: and I have experienced uh, the results of your strategic placement and thought, wow, this is This is really cool that I got to meet this person, not knowing. Well, exactly.
2: um, (laughs) Several people got contracts. How how did that happen? The genius (laughs) (laughs) behind it.
1: The genius, absolutely. Well, I'm looking forward to the conference, and and so everybody, watch out for Company of Women's website from February 10th, and you can sign up. Um, And then Amy, I think you and Anne and a few other of women that you work with um, locally, but also in terms of um, some different sectors. You're planning an um, International Women's Day event?
3: We are. We have a fabulous collaboration of uh, women-owned women and run networks, uh, as well as the owner of Nuvo Network, who's our host, who have come together and we've um, pulled together an event for International Women's Day that's going to be on March the 4th in Burlington, Ontario, um, and we have a, a really cool lineup of speakers. We've got Lisa Lisson from FedEx, who's the president of FedEx, joining us. We have Indira Nadu Harris, our previous Halton MPP, who's now the AVP for um, Diversity and Equity at Guelph University, uh, joining us on the panel. And we have a fabulous moderator and MC. I'm going to be a part of the panel and a uh, 100 vendor marketplace. So it's going to be a really cool evening. Wow. And it's all in celebration of women and aligning with the International Women's Day theme, Each for Equal.
2: So, in terms the of that, I've watched
1: this. Oh, sorry, go ahead.
2: Sorry, yeah. the, the proceeds from the evening are going to the United Way to fund their women's programs. So
1: Wonderful, yeah. wonderful. And, yeah. you know, I've been watching this from, um, you know, from my, my uh I'm in, I'm in Oakville so I'm not too far away and I will be attending the event I just realized I haven't bought my ticket yet but um, oh, one of the things that I've really watched and admired and again you know we've we've kind of known each other for a few years and um, I know Bridget from Nouveau Network and and there's something in terms of this collective group of women that when you build that level of trust and build that level of kind of camaraderie, and also admiration for what each other is doing, um, it turns into collaboration. And so there's something that I'm watching in terms of all of your leadership that I love seeing, which is showing a different way of doing business together, um, which is, is is really crucial, I think, for women who are experiencing insecurity, on you know, or or that we're in this environment where competition is such a you know, has been such a driver. So, congratulations to you both. You, you've created these wonderful events and wonderful kind of communities that are are working together.
2: Yeah, thanks. Well, well, one I got of the, the great, great things about it has is, been that everybody's brought their strengths to the to the um, committee. So everybody's doing their best at what they're best at, and so it's really making it really exciting to work together.
1: Yeah, and Amy, yeah, you were it's, saying it's been
2: a yeah no,
3: it's been a fabulous experience, and I love what you're just pointing out. You, you know, um, the, these groups all um, are trying to attract similar types of membership to the, but, but they've put that aside to create this event, um, and it's they're, Everyone's sort of championing one another's work, and it's just been a really great experience. And it shows, as you were saying, Leanne, how it can be done. Um, and it really also is a testament to really surround yourself with women who stand for your success. Yeah. Um, and Anne's and conference in May, by the way, I got to plug it, too, because I've been going for years. And it's, it's phenomenal. It's one of the best conferences every year that I go to. So, yeah.
1: Well, and, you know, looking forward to re- seeing it. I've been hearing rumors of firefighters bringing the MC in, so I just I have to, <laughs> I don't you know. think that will happen.
2: <laughs> it has in the past though. <laughs>
1: and I've experienced some solid gold dancing myself. So there is, it's a fun place, it's a, it's a great space for women. Yeah. And actually, Anne, can I ask you, because you, you actually have a mix of women there. It's not just um, beginning entrepreneurs. You've got women from all sorts of different spots right different sectors yeah yeah so if you're interested in in working with women um and supporting women and also um being part of this beautiful movement really in terms of trying to do something a little different in life make sure you check out the company of women conference after february 10th and then also the international women's day event from march on march 4th uh where can we find out about that event and get tickets
3: you can go to the yeah. Nouveau Network website, and it's also on Eventbrite.
1: Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you to both Anne and Amy uh, for being here. You can also get their book, "Good Enough: Embrace Who You Are, Unleash Your Brilliance," on Amazon. Thanks so much for being here, both of you. Thanks thank very you. much, Leanne. All right. Good luck with your events. So again, thanks so much to Anne and Amy for an amazing show. I've learned so much today. And I know you have too. Uh, it's just really nice to be able to talk about this stuff in a safe space. And what's a safer space than an international radio show. So I uh, hope the strategies help uh, and uh, make sure that you are taming your inner voice and know that you are good enough so next week, we have Rebecca Neggs here from the Humphrey Group, who's going to help us learn how to speak like a leader. And we have a new coach who's going to be here regularly, uh, Gurpreet, who is our HR superhero. She'll be here to talk about human resources and leadership. And as always, if you want to stay connected with me and get some great leadership stuff in the meantime, you can sign up for our weekly leadership inspirations and have your coffee or tea with me every Sunday morning. Sign up at leadershipleap.net. See you next time.
0: Thank you for joining us this week for The Leadership Leap. Liam Pico invites you to tune in for another engaging program next Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll help you make a successful leap into leadership.